This is Rev Thoughts, snackable conversations between Tim Thompson and myself, Joel Pilger, discussing what it really takes to run a thriving creative business. Hey, Joel, do you get nervous when people visit you when you when they come into town? And it depends. <laughs> do you like do you clean? Are you are you like a nester where you have to like clean everything, everything orderly, so when people show up, you're ready to go, hit the road, go. Well, being a nomad, if I if I do have to clean, it's like two or three things, right? It's oh, like yeah, oh, right. I need to close I need to close my suitcase. <laughs> well, this week you're gonna hit, you're gonna host like twenty people in New York City. So I'm curious. Right. Is there a level of stress when people are up above? Not not because they're coming to visit me in my Airbnb, no, but um no, but the event we're putting on, I will I will admit it is really high it's like high stakes. It's it's high pressure because we're gonna have about 18 studio and production company principals um, coming in what we're calling six to seven summit. And the, I mean, the value proposition on this is kind of off the charts, right? It's this idea of let's teach you how to grow six figure projects into seven figure accounts. What I'd love is, do you remember back in the travel days pre pandemic and we went to Italy and we were at a conference and we did our own little breakout conference. And there was eight or eight or nine of us in mm-hmm. um, a little, I guess it was like a breakout room from the conference uh, studio or a suite that the that they've given together for us. But there's just a difference of having a concentrated body of people sitting in a conference room talking about a specific topic. It's, we, you can just pile so much more information in and there's so much more to glean because you're sitting next to other people of equal caliber moving through these bigger thought process. I think that summit presentation space and the ability to, to learn and grow together is so, so, so dynamic. Yeah. It's hard to, um, it's hard to explain, right? Like I can't just rationally walk you or people listening through like why it's so much more transformational when it's in person. It just is. (laughs) There's so much, um, I don't know, that happens by way of osmosis when you're in the same room, the shorthand, the body language, everything, the thinking, the focus, it's all, it's all really uh, meaningful. It's the reason we started doing these things in the first place back before we had pandemics. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to uh, moving that same idea to the West Coast soon too, uh, in our little Newport Beach area. It's going to be a lot more to come in that space. There is talk of a road show, but we also have, uh, we also have some uh, other exciting things happening because Tim, it is officially enrollment week uh, for our fall 2023 accelerator lineup. So we need to just take a moment and be like, okay, let's talk about why we do this. Yeah. Accelerators are such a big part of the, like the rev think universe that we have of, of ideas and thoughts and learning. And there are different ways of capturing the same information more efficient, less efficient, uh, high impact, low impact, what have you. Um, And we've learned so much over the years of why and how people learn certain topics. Um, And to do class learning or self-learning, you can capture a lot of information, but if you're not processing it with other people or one-on-one with an advisor, it doesn't really stick as much. So this format that we have for accelerators where people can dive into a topic learn something specific, and then get one-on-one advising during that, that three-month engagement 
we, I, I know from the last quarter we did this, the amount of people that are giving us credit for their turnaround or surviving what's been a very slow season for others, um, I'm excited. And this season, we're hitting a very different reason why. Just recognizing the principles that we have to have in place to run a business, the three legs of the stools, we call it, the production, sales, and creative, and how the three of them work together to create a flywheel of work and understanding and growth and potential. You have to have those three elements in place to grow your business. Yeah, in case um, anyone missed, we did a webinar called The Three-Legged Stool. And that replay is available, I think, in the community. So if you're not a member of the community, we invite you to jump in there. Um, Tim, I think uh, let's actually go through the, we mentioned six to seven, but let's mention the other three accelerators that we're announcing this for this fall lineup, but maybe not from the standpoint of like, here's this program, right? Go through it. More from the question of why. Why these three? And I, I know you have a story are you going to talk about factors method first? Can we do that one first? Sure. Yeah. Because you, you, had, you had a story that sort of illustrates like why this is important. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm prompting you. Tell us. Um, well, first of all, for the factors method, if you I haven't heard of it before, it's short for the factors that influence profits. And the, the idea behind it are the decisions you have to make to run your business, but the opportunity to make new decisions. People often sit back because they don't know it's time to make a decision and they sit back and they're waiting for something to come and it's already on their doorstep and they've held themselves back. They haven't crossed the threshold to get work done. But also, it, and to your prompt, you know, I've walked in and out of agencies that are $10 million, $20 million a year and it's amazing what they don't have in place and the chaos that comes from just very easy methods and processes that they could already have in place to look and have oversight and understanding. Instead, a large agency without this is really piles up like three or four little production companies inside their business. And the business owner just can't figure out why their company's out of sync. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm looking at the, the top line description that I wrote because I'm the guy who I'm mad at you because I never really ran the factors method. I met you too late in the trajectory of my business. After, you know, in year 19, I was like, ah, oh, I wish I'd been running this. But the description I like to say is this idea of the factors method is the thing that lets you maximize creativity and maintain profitability, right? It's this idea of build a bulletproof system for managing production. So what, what happens when, I mean, a $10 million studio that's not running this kind of a system give us the quick like how bad can it get version right because most of us believe that more money more sales more revenue is going to be the answer but if you haven't mastered or understood where your money flows as it comes in from revenue and it's spent through the project of what i call direct costs or through your company and what i call indirect costs if you don't understand the flow of that those decisions and that money and that spend, you're simply giving away your money everywhere. You haven't recognized it or <clears throat> put healthy markers in place. You haven't taken the time to capture that revenue and realize the opportunities and decisions there are as that, as that money flows through your business. So I like to compare the amount of revenue you make with the amount of decisions you're making. So if you're a $1 million business, you're making a million decisions 
of where that money needs to go and the right way of using it. If you're a $10 million business, that's 10 million decisions you're making. How, how do you make that many decisions to guarantee profit, to understand that you can capture the upside or when to invest back in your business? Well, you can look at decision points through the projects as well as once a quarter, once a year through a factors report and put those decisions in place. And then as the, as the projects are awarded and the company is built out and the people are put into the roles, they're delegated those decisions properly and the company seems to grow and thrive and absolutely achieve the goals of that you desired when you started the business. So I'm going to net it out because I've seen this happen over and over and over again. What I've observed is you way streamline that chatter that happens in most creative companies of getting the work done, which means people can focus. The owner can finally get back to what he or she, her real job is, which might be creative directing or selling or what have you. The other thing that happens is that owner, those principals, they sleep. They start to get sleep at night, right? Because they know the guardrails are in place. No problem. You guys got this, right? The production team knows what to do and the company starts working and profit starts to show up almost automatically. It starts to, in some cases, I've seen it pile up, quite honestly. And we have to answer the question like, what are we going to do with all that money over there? And, I, you know, that's not a, that's not an exaggeration. So this is where I, yeah, I have a lot of regrets over not running this myself, but hey, now I get to you know, like vicariously experience this through owners in our community that put this in place. And what I'll tell everyone is, Tim, you're on the hook because you're going to take a cohort, a group of owners through the process of understanding the principles and putting the method in place, like literally build it, right? We're going to build it. We're going to teach the systems, the routines, the process, and the delegation. And it's not uncommon for, for business owners who come into the factors method making eighty dollars to $100,000 a year, give themselves a raise for that year, the year coming up, and by the end of the second year, have a million dollars in their savings account. And all this is a company that has revenue around a million to $2 million a year. So how do we capture that money? Where are those decisions being made? Why are we giving away too much on projects? That's the opportunity. And we're going to put that in place specifically for every business owner. It's going to be exciting. Okay. What's our next one we're going to talk about? We want to talk about jumpstart or derail the pitch? Yeah. What's funny is that people want to know that they can actually influence their future by getting new clients and new, new projects as well. We want to put first things first and make sure as you get those projects, you know, through the factors method that you have a solid base, but that outreach or that win rate is something that people are always so interested in. And jumpstart specifically is one where people start to pull themselves away from the pack and say something new about their business and the positioning and the genius of their company. Well, here's what I've observed, because do you remember back before we created jumpstart, there were a lot of what we call up and coming studios or emerging agencies that they would ask us these questions. And we would, of course, have coffee with them and give them that advice, but it didn't stick. And they were in that place where they were just kind of stuck and they kept bumping their head up against this ceiling of complexity that I call it. What's interesting is some studios will, they'll through, I don't know, by hook or by crook or just sheer will and determination, 
they can get to 5 million, 10 million or something. But there's certain fundamentals that if they don't learn them, it becomes incredibly frustrating. It's things like, as an owner, what should I focus on? I'm all over the place, right? My life is like always on the verge of falling apart. How should we position ourselves? How do we tell the world who we are, what we do? How do we qualify? Meaning, how do we know what kinds of projects, even what kinds of clients we're going after that drive our business forward? And then how do we price? I mean, Tim, how many people struggle with pricing in a way where they're getting all the money from the client in the way that produces, right? The opportunity for the most work and for the most margin, or sorry, the most creative work and creative result. Um, so these are the things that we, we teach in Jumpstart. It's, it's a little bit like, um, I guess, like going back to school and saying, did you ever learn geometry and trigonometry and the basics of calculus? And if you didn't, it's going to hold you back as an engineer. Well, if you're creative, these are the fundamentals of running a creative business. Yeah, and people leave too much on the table. They're, when they price themselves, they haven't really captured all the value of the work they're about to produce for this client. They've left too much on the table, even in the ask, the positioning of who they can be to distinguish themselves from other. And they're just leaving too much out there for other people to decide instead of owning and controlling those moments and positioning themselves in the right place so that you are qualifying the clients, the clients aren't qualifying you. And that flip and knowledge, because everyone can do it, Joel. It's not, people imagine that these high brands have really all the power and they wish someday they can be a really strong brand in this space. Well, how did that brand get there? They distinguish themselves. They start recognizing the work um, and the value they present to clients. And then they go after that specifically. But what's really important is be, to be able to verbalize that very specifically, know who you are, know the strength of your position, you know the unique genius and attitude you have and put yourself out there into that position. And this jumpstart knowledge is to get people oh, breaking past that glass ceiling that they've been stuck behind for way too many years. Yeah. Well, I'm going to share two other little quick thoughts about this because one is a testimonial, which is actually on our website. I remember years ago when uh, Philippe and Raf from Moe Studio went through Jumpstart and we taught these principles of positioning and how to break through, how to reach into other markets, how to reach into brands directly in the quote here. I know this sounds ridiculous, but this is from Philippe. He shared this with me. RevThink helped our total revenue increase by 900%, most of which came from new international clients. I don't know. I mean, what else can I say? I didn't know it was 900%. I knew it was a lot, but Suffice it to say, there are studios that have used this information in a very transformational way. And speaking of transformation, my second point is, Tim, I wish we could do a drum roll. We need a drum roll sound effect because yeah, jump start. this is going to be our first, yeah, this will be our first quarter that you and I have tag teamed to co-lead Jumpstart. So those live weekly workshops that we're going to do with the group, the peer, peer group, it's going to be Joel and Tim both in the hot seat and tackling the questions, right? We're going to call this, <laughs> yeah, Jumpstart Max. We're going to dive right in there <laughs> right. and answer these questions. Well, what we know specifically is that we're in a unique season that we need a, a big push right now to make ourselves strong, to keep ourselves going. So we've gathered these 
specific accelerators right now for this season in order to help agencies synchronize what they need in order to be strong going into late 2023 and early 2024. And this three-legged stool that we keep using has these elements that you have to have in place and the key elements in place. So by doing Jumpstart Max, the, the combination between the two of us, we can bring more of people and ideas from the factors method into Jumpstart, as well as Jumpstart and the knowledge and the gain into the other legs of the stool, which is the production side, side where you can you deal with the factors method. And then, of course, the sales side. Well, think about it. 2023 is the year when studios and production companies got clobbered. So there's something to be just said for, we got to make up for lost ground, right? And it's not by going back to something that is no longer, it's going forward. So it's, it's, it's that idea of let's go create the future. It's what, it's what we do at RevThink. So in that, uh, that creative ingredient specifically, I will say this, there are the other big problem that I've seen, because I saw it happen three times a few months ago, is agencies and studios losing pitches and they think it's for one reason and it's for a completely different one. Isn't this fascinating, this idea of derail the pitch and that the reason why people win pitches is goes beyond just the pretty pixels that you work so, so hard to get on that screen and you're imagining oh, they're just looking at these frames, the one with the design on them. Nothing else really matters. And I'm going to work way too many hours on these concepts and miss the entire real purpose and the real idea of, of the pitch and, and how to win that pitch. As a creative, here's what I see, because I've lived this life, right? <clears throat> we want so desperately what you just said to be true. I want my ideas and my creativity to win because it's great. And you know what? It is. And what's also tricky is in the early days of your career, that is true, right? When you're doing five and $10,000 jobs, sure, people go, that looks great. You get the job. When it's $500,000, trust me, that is not why they pick you. Your creative had better be great, but that's table stakes. Now there comes all kinds of other things in play. And here's my one quote that I I heard this one and this one about me made me fall out of my chair because one of my clients, okay, an owner was pitching on a job for a large company named after a very popular fruit that rhymes with apple. And this person at this company said to my client, the studio owner, yeah, our creatives here always have a favorite. The other two are just Hail Marys. Now, if you're a studio owner who pitches on projects like this, you hear this and you, you, you're, you're, you're freaking out. You're like, you've got to be kidding me. Because the three people that I talked about earlier, the reason I got so upset when I saw companies losing pitches and not knowing why is I took them to task. I said, how do you know you weren't always the third bid? And they each one had this look on their face like, Oh, right. I didn't think about that. So that's where I said, Tim, I have to take. So you're always the Hail Mary. <laughs> right? Yeah, you were always the Hail Mary. You always are going to be, no matter how great the idea is you put forward. I will reiterate this because I get, I mean, I got goosebumps. I get so fired up about this. 
No matter how great the idea you're going to put in front of that client, if you're the third bid, you lose. And that's the reason we hate pitching, Tim. It's not because we hate pitching, we hate losing. Well, what's the bias walking into the room is that creative got you there. So to some degree, you have this knowledge that creative got me to this moment. It must be why I'm in the room is for the creative element. So I'm going to, in a really big room on a really important project, do even more creative work because that's what got me here. And that's not the key. The key is, is the reason how you're going to get out of the room with a win. And so the room is making a decision and you have to be in that moment, recognizing the opportunity and the needs that are really there and the true value that you bring to a project. And of course, be able to verbalize that, get the key knowledge there, recognize what the element is that you bring and put that into your pitch because that is what you are pitching, pitching the ability to produce and get this project completed. Well, the reason I call this process derail the pitch is I want people to understand how to navigate in a way where they know if they're the favorite and keep, keep investing, keep moving, keep going forward, or you know you're the third bid, you know you're losing, and you can make other choices. But it's very controversial, right, what I teach, because I'm looking at the curriculum right now on the website. And I have this like list of these little snackable lessons we're going to go through. It's things like don't start on the wrong foot. Don't meet their deadline. Don't pitch on a fake project. Don't accept their pitch fee. Don't give them what they want. Don't guess their budget. I mean, it goes on. You, you can hear all this and people are like, what? <laughs> I don't do that when I pitch. That's what I am very excited to teach people because Tim, all these creative companies out there, they have so much greatness so much creative awesomeness that the world so desperately needs. And if you're wasting it, that's a problem. And, and Joel, you're not just making this up. I've sat in meetings with you and this process, watch this process evolve over the last 18 months or so. You've done a very large audit of companies, asked specific questions to business owners, looked at samples over and over and over again of what won and what lost, and then flipped it and talked to their clients and got an even deeper understanding of, are we in sync? Do we have a knowledge? So you have a really an understanding of both sides of the table and why one idea gets through while the other two are left behind, well, or three or four left behind. Yeah, in the, in the course, I actually went out to a bunch of people that I consider industry leaders and influencers. So I talked to people like Steve Viola at FX and said, hey, you're a buyer. Talk to, talk to me about the pitch process. What are you looking for? And how do you make decisions? But then I went to what people listening would consider their peers. So PJ Richardson at Laundry, Aaron Sarofsky, okay, at Sarofsky, Mitch uh, Monson at Sibling Rivalry. And I asked all these guys, what's your number one move, maneuver, thing that you do in a pitch to win or prevent yourself from losing that has nothing to do with the creative you're presenting? And everyone shared these gems generously. So this is. I mean, this is one of those it's rare like a, moments. I'm like, come on, we're going to drop the veil. We're going to go right inside and get the, like, straight from the horse's mouth. What does it take to really win these high ticket competitive pitches? This is like a pitch mix deck. I'm just like the best hits from the, of the season yes. right here for you right now for just 1995. 
we can I can picture the cassette with the handwritten label on it, right? <laughs> and the little gears turning. Yeah, I need yeah, that yeah. shot. <laughs> Recorded right off the radio. All right. So how do people learn more? They might be saying that sounds kind of interesting. I'd love to check out more. We should we should point them in a good direction. Revthink.com slash accelerators or just go to the revthink.com homepage. You'll see it right there on the homepage. Or if you want to jump ahead, you can go to the little menu bar and choose accelerators. We did summarize each of these courses um, right there on the homepage and give you an opportunity to see them. But we, what we know is if you really, really, really want to get the best out of this, you should just book a, a session with Joel or myself or one of the other advisors and ask questions. Um, you might be asking right now, hey, I feel like I need to take all three or I'm not really sure which one's a fit for me. And 15 to 30 minute call with us, we can listen to, have an understanding. And in some cases, Joel, last quarter, I told people, don't do it right now. This is not the right moment for you. Because we want you to be ready to go. And if you can't take advantage of it, you're just spending money in a season that doesn't work. So I want to really make sure that people are going to get what they need to. Have. And we're sticklers, right? If it's, if it's not a good fit for you, don't. And if, if you think it's a good fit, but it turns out not to be, don't worry, right? We're, we're happy to guarantee and give people their money back. And, and or sometimes people get busy and they say, can I drop out and come pick this up next quarter? Um, we certainly want to be accommodating. So yeah, that's a really unique offer. The strategy session, uh, because you and I've set aside two and a half weeks where we say, hey, anyone that wants to grab time uh, with you or myself to talk through these issues and talk about your challenges, um, here it is. It's available. Take it. And we have enough resources available at Rev Community to teach some of these concepts already. So you don't have to go and do a deep dive and have a big spend in order to learn some of these concepts, these are for the studios and agencies that are ready to step up. They know they're in a season, they might be in a struggling season, or know that they've been held back too long, and they just need to learn the key concepts to get them past that. That's the accelerator boost. It's one quarter, three month commitment, and we can get you past this one little sticky point. Yeah, it's the, it's the owners that I know you're smart enough and talented enough that you'll eventually learn and master all of these things given enough time. If you want to accelerate that progress and growth, then this is an awesome way to do that. RevThink.com slash accelerators. It's a great moment here to kind of give yourself and your agency and your studio a push right into the future that you want to have. And we really do believe that the season that you're in right now and the need for these three key ingredients um, in your business, let's figure out which one you need and get you out of this season strong and healthy. Joel, I look forward to the next couple of weeks. We're going to do a lot of these one-on-one conversations. So uh, we'll talk to you soon. I'm sure I'll see you plenty over the next three days too in New York City. Yeah, I'll see you in a couple of days at the 6 to 7 Summit. So looking forward to seeing you there. I want to tell you about a place to connect that you might not know about. It's our online community called Rev Community. It's a great place to get to know other creative business owners like yourself, to share some thought leadership and read other encouragement, to be challenged in this new marketplace, new technology, ideas, economic trends, and it's a place to research. Check out many of the resources we have online, our videos, and of course, this podcast. Join us today at revthink.com community. If you're a creative studio owner, feel free to join us today at revthink.com slash community. I look forward to seeing you there.